Do you have to select a quarterback in round one of your Dynasty Superflex startup drafts? All that and more this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuke. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuke. We are continuing with some of some of our summer strategy series. That's a lot of S's all in a row. Uh, talking today about Superflex, continuing with that alliter- alliteration. Uh, Kate, I think Superflex leagues are the most popular dynasty formats right now. My question for you to get us started is, do you have to select a quarterback in round one of your Superflex leagues? I don't think you have to. I think... Usually you're a going to want to B. usually it's going to give you an advantage to do so. But here's my biggest caveat. If you have a chance to get a significant positional advantage with another pick. So say you're, you're at the end of the first round and nothing but quarterbacks and, and maybe Travis Kelsey, Bijan, like, if if you're in a position where you can get Justin Jefferson, who is in my mind, like, you know, he is a tear breaker. You know, if you can get a true difference maker and an elite offensive weapon uh, in, you know, kind of giving up uh, maybe one of those like more mid tier quarterbacks that, you know, isn't necessarily going to be a huge positional advantage. That's when I decide to to zig and zag uh, is if I can kind of, you know, get an edge it's somewhere number one else player at a position, quarterback. Right? Yes. Yeah. Like that can be huge and that can make or break your team. Cause the tier difference between like wide receiver one and wide receiver 12, that can be, you know, somewhat significant. The, the tier difference between, you know, quarterback seven and eight and quarterbacks like 15, 16, not that significant. I want to dive into this a little bit more because I think if you're going to to pass on a quarterback in round one, you better take a position that is or a player that is clearly the top player at his position and somebody who you feel like is going to stay at number one for a while. That's why I'm looking at like the dynasty ADP right now. And B. John Robinson is like, I think he's going at the bottom of round one of your super flex leagues. I have a hard time drafting him there as great as I think Bijan is. Do I know that he's going to be the number one dynasty running back for the next several years? I don't, I haven't even seen him play a snap in the NFL. Travis Kelsey. We think he's going to put up elite numbers this year, but he's 34 years old. You can't take him in the first round of these drafts. So it really comes down to Justin Jefferson. And then the question I have for you, Kate is what's the tipping point? At quarterback, like who's the quarterback that you would be like, you know what? I'm not taking this guy over Justin Jefferson. I think for me, the tear break comes at Justin Fields right now in Dynasty Superflex drafts. Uh, going on average is QB eight, uh, and that's behind Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Trevor Lawrence. Now, that 
to me feels like a pretty significant tier break because that's where your your designated upside versus proven talent and and that I love Justin Fields and you know and, who the oldest quarterback is in that group by the way uh oh I I don't know it's Patrick um, Mahomes he's 27 so that you're basically you're gambling all and all these quarterbacks that are in their primes or not even to their primes yet and that's why that tier is so kind of set in stone right it's just and that yeah, and, and like Justin Fields, he feels like he could he could very well be a part of that tier in the next next season to come if he yeah. takes the next jump as a passer. But I think that's where I go with the known known talent of Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase. I prefer Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase, but I I'm you know willing to bet on on their talent and and the difference maker they make as as you know potential wide receiver yep. ones uh year over year versus you know rolling the dice with a Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson sure. a Deshaun Watson like that's where the tear break falls for me in redraft leagues at least this year I love being in the, like the the middle to the end part of round 1 because there's just so much talent but in a super flex startup draft how much more valuable are the top two or three picks compared to the bottom two or three picks in round one? Absolutely invaluable. Like you cannot overstate the edge. I, I think that you get in, let's say the top five picks sure. of a super flex draft, as opposed to the end. Now, like you mentioned, I actually, I prefer to draft at the back end. I love like spots 10 through 12. Cause I think the, the, edge that you get getting two really high tier players um is is more significant generally than i've found drafting Well, because i'm drafting like draft. nick chubb and jonathan taylor at, yes. you know at the turn like, and that's like great i'm i'm set at running back set. But, in, but in super flex drafts if you just look at adp you're you're going like you know it might be cd lamb and anthony richardson and that's just not the same advantage as patrick mahomes and christian mccaffrey right Exactly that. Um, you know, like that in that sort of range, you might be looking at a a Josh Allen Garrett uh, Josh Josh Allen Garrett Wilson stack, yeah. a, a Patrick Mahomes, uh, a Monra St. Brown. Like that. That's the kind of QB wide receiver grouping you can generate with a top end pick in a super flex draft, as opposed to like you mentioned, like a Anthony Richardson, yeah. CD Lamb, like that. That doesn't pack the same punch. There's plenty of upside there, but I, I think there's a lot more question marks than what you're going to get in the top half of Superflex. So, anytime I'm in a Superflex draft, per- particularly, um, you know, if, if your league maybe finds some fun ways to designate draft order or pick your own draft order, sure. um, I'm always going to be picking as close to the 101 in a Superflex as I possibly can, just to get that get that advantage. Quarterbacks are just going to go super early in these startup drafts and you're going to have to overdraft them at some point, whether that's in round one or that's in round two or round three. And what I found from my experience is I'd rather just draft those guys in round one, kind of get it out of the way rather than having to draft. I mean, just looking at the Superflex ADP right now, Bryce Young at pick 18 overall, uh, Kyler Murray, 22 overall, Daniel Jones, 27 overall. I would much rather just draft Trevor Lawrence as QB six or, you know, with my sixth or seventh overall pick 
rather than doing that. So that's the way that we are approaching this. Um, one kind of one last question before we move on. You mentioned the clear top seven quarterbacks, Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, Lawrence. When you're in a super flex league, are you still looking for upside in round one, or are you more likely to go with the safer quarterback option that you think has some more staying power? That's the thing. I think in that tier that you just mentioned, you get the best of both worlds. Obviously, Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, these quarterbacks are in a tier of their own. But I think, you know, between Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, Lawrence, you're getting significant upside. I don't think we necessarily know the ceiling for any of these players, maybe, you know, barring Lamar Jackson. I don't think we know the ceiling for these guys just yet. Uh, and I think the the ceiling could still be out there to be found uh, for, you know, this tier of players. Um so I think you do you kind of get the best of both worlds in terms of safety and in terms of potential upside. Uh, I and- want safety there. I, I want the guy that I just know is going to be a seven, eight, nine year starter, right? And I, obviously, I think all these guys are. That's why they're being drafted as high. But I think somebody like Joe Burrow is just going to be around forever. Or Josh Allen. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen's body breaks down a little bit before Joe Burrow. If that makes sense. I mean, yeah, Josh Allen, we know he takes hits that probably yeah. is no business taking. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, though, and to the same vein, uh, has taken plenty of hits himself, has sure. uh, been sacked, uh, I think, more times than any quarterback over the last three seasons, if I'm uh, yep. remembering that stat correctly. Uh, there's there's definitely risk. But, uh, you know, just naturally, Josh Allen's playing style and um, – the way he's not afraid to use his body is definitely going to put him, I think, at at uh, a little bit more risk, which is why I generally lean Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen. I would agree um, as well. Just for I, I think even a, a little bit more safety as a as a passer, but you know we, we know Mahomes still has some wheels, but yep. the the playing style I think of Patrick Mahomes just lends itself a little bit more to longevity there for me. How many quarterbacks should you be drafting in your dynasty startup drafts? We'll get to that next. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, Let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's Justin Jefferson. When on the clock for the first overall pick in 2023 fantasy drafts, it's okay to get downright giddy about doing the gritty. Yes, that means picking Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson, who is a guaranteed fit over the past two seasons. Jefferson leads the league in both receptions and receiving yards. He will remain a dominant number one receiver and a target monster. Jefferson is a guaranteed fit to ignite the rest of your fantasy football lineup toward winning success. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows how a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle, right at your fingertips. You can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. 
and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating. If your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. And let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we are back talking about some Dynasty Superflex startup strategy uh, Kate, I want to talk about, let's say you're in a 12-team league. How many quarterbacks are you trying to grab all together, and how many do you want to grab in the first three or four rounds? My goal is always to leave the draft with at least three, but when I draft those quarterbacks, is very much dependent on how the board falls to me. I am not somebody who likes to necessarily tick off boxes for the sake of ticking off boxes. I want to play the board. I want to see how the draft is falling to me. I want to see what tendencies, uh, you know, we're having with, uh, within the draft, who's taking what, uh, what does the rest of the draft board look like? If, uh, you know, the rest of my league has already got, uh, you know, their two quarterbacks, I'm going to hold off for a little bit because, sure. uh, you know, the, the chances that, that they're going to take a, a third uh, when they're probably, uh, you know, if, if you're drafting all these quarterbacks in the first few rounds, there's a chance there's some pretty elite offensive weapons, either at wide receiver, tight end, running back. Um, I like to play the board and I like to be very fluid with my drafting strategy. I want to take the best player available. And sometimes in super flex leagues that, you know, you will overdrafting quarterbacks and I I tend to be a little bit more patient and conservative I, you know once I have my let's say that core quarterback my Josh Allen Your my, my yep. Trevor Lawrence my my anchor right yeah then I flip the switch and I'm much more patient as a drafter uh once I have that anchor and I just try to see how how things are flowing because every single draft even in Superflex, where quarterbacks are more heavily valued, every draft has its ebb and flow. And it's sure. every single draft is so unique. You have to be, in my mind, open to the possibilities of, of employing any kind of draft strategy sure. in a, a Superflex startup. I, I think it depends on where you're drafting, right? If you're drafting, let's say, one, two, three, you get Patrick Mahomes at pick number one. I'm more willing to just kind of draft every other position and then try to stream. I know you can't really stream in super flex, but what I mean, basically mean is throw numbers at the position in the middle part to the later part of your draft. Maybe that's where you grab, you know, Hey, I'm grabbing Kirk cousins, Mac Jones and Derek Carr, you know, in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, I'm just making this up. Like that's probably my strategy if I'm picking early, but if I'm picking at the end of round one, Okay, I think I'm more likely just to take a combination yep. of like Dak Prescott, Anthony Richardson, boom, boom, boom. And now rounds three, four, five, I'm going to load up on some other positions and try to get an advantage there over the teams that have the higher ceiling quarterbacks. So basically to, to, to sum this all up, it really just depends on where I'm drafting. Yeah, I, I think that's a uh, a good, very good note. And 
Like, let's say you are, you know, you have that anger quarterback, you have, you know, some combination of, of safety and upside in a Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, et cetera. That's, you know, like I said, I'll be a little bit more patient there, but you know, in those later rounds, then I'm going to look to target players that I think, you know, might have some, some rushing upside, even if they don't have necessarily uh, like the staying power, like the name that keeps jumping out to me right now is like a Sam Howell. If I've got a, a very safe high upside quarterback that I've drafted in the top five picks, that's where I'm going out. And I'm, you know, I'll get a Kirk cousins. I'll get a Sam Howell uh, to kind of round that out. But but otherwise, I do think that, it, like you said, if you're in sort of that back half of the draft and and you're going to need probably two of those, you know, low end QB one, high end QB two assets to piece together a, a relatively safe yep. floor. Here's what I would recommend. This is just my strategy. I'm not taking the quarterbacks that are being ranked right now on dynasty league football drafted, like from QB 13 to QB 19, just because you look at where they're being drafted in the players that are being drafted near them. I I just can't get over. Give an example. Daniel Jones and CJ Stroud are going ahead of players like Chris Olave, T Higgins, Kyle Pitts, Jameer Gibbs, Drake London, Mark Andrews. Like that's just too big of a talent gap. I'll take, I'll take a Chris Olave and hopefully I can find a quarterback later. Or maybe I'll just try to stream the waiver wire between Baker Mayfield or whoever. Like the, because there's just not that big of a talent discrepancy discrepancy there for me to, to just gamble on the quarterback position over the freakish wide receiver talents. Yep. Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Uh, all right, Kate, let's talk about which, which positions you might have to punt on in rounds one, two, and three. If you're going to be drafting a lot of quarterbacks early, especially, like we said, at that turn when you're taking a Dak Prescott or an Anthony Richardson or Deshaun Watson, which positions are you punting on early in your drafts? We will get to that next. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers, we're going to continue some of the strategies uh, for your dynasty leagues over the next couple of weeks as we get you ready for the NFL season. We know you've got drafts coming up. Kate, you and I are doing the Scott Fishbowl right now. Uh, once we get a little bit more into July, we get into you know early August, that's when your fantasy drafts are really going to kick up. So make sure you are tuning in to Locked on Dynasty every single day. My final question for you here, in a super flex draft, there's always going to have to be a position or even two that you punt on early. For you, what is that position? Uh, every day or this isn't going to be a surprise. It's the running back position. Yeah. And it, it just, again, it comes by nature of the position. I tend to just with the amount of turnover at the running back position, I like to build a core of, you know, in a super flex draft, I like to build a core of quarterbacks, uh, supplement that with wide receivers who have more stability. Um, if I can get one of these elite tight ends, like there have been super dra- super flex drafts where I don't leave with a single wide receiver or running back in the first four rounds. Uh, if I'm going heavy quarterback, I get an elite tight end. Uh, suddenly I'm, I'm without a wide receiver or running back it, it, through the, the first four rounds. Like that tends to be my philosophy. Now, if I'm going to, if I'm going to rank, I'll punt, running back, then I'll punt tight end. If one of these elite tight ends are on off the board, 
uh, wide receiver, second most important to me. And then of course the quarterback position. How about you, Marcus? It depends. I think for the most part, I'm punting wide receivers in rounds one, two, and three. And I'd rather go attack some other positions. I, I mean, obviously I'm going to try to get two quarterbacks in the first four picks if I can, but there's just, there's so much depth at the receiver position where give me an example, Amon Ross St. Brown going at the end of round two, right? Beginning of round three. I love Amon Ross St. Brown, but I would rather wait two rounds later and I can get somebody like Devontae Adams, who's going at pick 50, or I can get Devo Samuel, who's going at pick 54. I think I would rather try to get some of those other positions because I think you can get some really good running backs and really good tight ends available in the second or third round. A perfect example. Travis Kelsey, who I know has some age concerns, going at 28 overall. Or you can get Kyle Pitts going at 32nd overall. Or if you want a running back, Austin Eckler going at pick 35. I think receiver is the one position because of the depth. I'm willing to wait on it a little bit. I think that's fair. Um, I you know I, I like that. I, I like these elite elite performers, right? And and but again, it all everything's so dependent on how your draft board falls because every every draft is kind of like a snowflake. Well, especially in super flex drafts, because you just don't know. You could get caught at the end of a run, right? Where hey, I'm no. I'm not going to take a wide receiver running back in round one, but all of a sudden, ten quarterbacks are off the board in the first ten picks. Then you have to pivot a little bit. Yep, absolutely. It's it's why we love super flex drafts. Is <laughs> they're just they're so different, and it's so just dependent on do do people get want to get you know stuck at the end of the run can they zig when everybody else is zagging like it's it's really test your ability to uh kind of make moves during a draft and you know change your strategy so it's a lot of fun uh so just to recap if you can we we really recommend drafting one of the top seven quarterbacks early in your drafts and that list of quarterbacks is josh allen patrick mahomes jalen hurts joe burrow justin herbert Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence. I think our order might be a little bit different. I would put Mahomes at number one. I think you would as well. But that's the clear top seven. If you can get one of those guys, draft them. If you can't, that's when you maybe would look at drafting a Justin Jefferson or maybe a Jamar Chase. I'm looking at the back end of round one as maybe the time to double dip on quarterback, whether, again, that's a Dak Prescott, Anthony Richardson, Deshaun Watson. Uh, any other kind of final thoughts here for your Superflex startup, Trust, before we head out? All I got is be agile. Be agile. You have Don't to be. Right. be rigid. And then you're going to have a successful draft. Because if you just go into the draft saying, hey, I'm drafting a quarterback in round one, I'm drafting my wide receiver in round two, my my second quarterback in round three, I can promise you, you're going to hate your draft because it's just not flexible enough. Yep. You got you to gotta draft a team you like. And that doesn't always end up being the plan you go into with. But that that's what makes this whole process so fun. And remember which positions are going to stretch in these drafts. Quarterbacks are not. They're going to get gobbled up early. Wide receivers are. So if, you, if you're if you weak at wide receiver coming out of the first three or four rounds of the draft, it's okay. You're, you could still get some really solid players. And again, I'm going to mention some guys. Uh, DJ Moore going as wide receiver 23, 67th overall in startup drafts. If you want a young player like a Quentin Johnson, 75th overall. Don't panic if you don't grab 
receivers early. It's the one position that does stretch a little bit. Even tight ends, you can get a TJ Hawkinson at 66 overall, a George Kittle at 68 overall. Wide receivers, tight ends will be available later in your draft, so just be patient there. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Every day, we'll be back on Monday with more of these strategy series. Uh, So be sure you tune into that. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out our show on YouTube. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.